This is Radio Influence. Football fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, T.J. Reed. Oh, it's getting good now. Enjoying things in and around the college hoop season. And Three Dog Thursday is back on the digital airwaves. Good to be with you. I am your humble but suddenly rolling host, T.J. Reeves. He is your, I'll say he's humble too, and very capable analyst on this show, senior uh, handicapper and writer, VegasInsider.com, Kevin Rogers. Good to be with you, and you and I have started to pick up steam in February because in each of the last two weeks, we have gotten 10 of the 12 underdogs that we have given on this show correct in college basketball. So if we ever had a little credibility, maybe we have double now of our little credibility with the way that we're doing. Good to be with you, Kevin, and we're, we're making some correct underdog uh, selections on this program. Yeah, now that football's out of the way, now we can focus on uh, on college basketball at a time that it's, you know, this is the right time to focus on it with March Madness coming up in the next few weeks with the conference tournaments and then obviously the NCAA tournament and the five other tournaments that go on uh, <laughs> after that. But, uh, but no, it's, it's really good to, uh, you know, to feel like you're in the groove. You know, it's one of these things, it's always a mental situation with handicapping that, you know, you start getting them right, you, you see things clearer, and when you are not doing well, you can't pick anything. You know, it's just, I think it comes to that, that once you get some confidence, you start picking some winners, you hope that you stay on that right path, and right now, uh, it's going well for us. It has. Last week, uh, by the way, you were two for three, you called an outright win by Northeastern in the Colonial Athletic Association tournament. They got it, they got it done. Uh, you also had Texas Tech, who very nearly beat Kansas on Saturday. I did not have an outright winner, but in all four of my games, Green Bay in the Horizon League, Oregon on the Thursday night with UCLA that blew the big lead a week ago Thursday at Pauley Pavilion and lost the game, still covered. And the Miami Hurricanes hung close enough with Louisville. They were winning the game at halftime, winning at times in the second half. So I was 3-for-3 a week ago. And by the way, you go back to two weekends ago where you had Iowa State, I had Syracuse and St. John's. You move forward to your Texas Tech and my Miami. We are 5-for-5 on the Saturday picks of underdogs. And so just uh, pay attention here, folks, when we get to the Saturday selections that Mr. Rogers and I have at least demonstrated here in February that we have a tendency to get these right. So... Uh, with all that said, we're ready to dive into some underdogs for this week. By the way, a reminder uh, that we'll be joined by Bill Hall of GamePoint Capital. GamePointCapital.com. They are our presenting sponsor on Three Dog Thursday for the remainder of the college basketball season all the way through uh, the Final Four when we're picking games on Three Dog Thursday. We are presented by GamePoint Capital, so Bill will be here in a little bit. We've got a full Thursday slate, again, with the understanding you might be listening after Thursday and already know how we did. We've got Thursday games that we're making predictions on, and we'll make some picks on the weekend as well. Kevin, where do you want to begin on Three Dog Thursday? Well, we know that I've dominated the Colonial Athletic Association, <laughs> but I'm staying away from uh, from the James Madisons of the world and, and uh, all of them. So I'm going to actually for a pair of games in Conference USA tonight. The first one, the Blazers of UAB, yes. Alabama, Birmingham. Heading to uh, Marshall to take on the Thundering Herd 
And a couple things on this game. UAB is getting two and a half. This is the first time since January, since January the 7th, that UAB is listed as an underdog. They've been a favorite, I think it's the last eight games. They're 0-4 against the spread, their last four on the road. However, all four of those spots, they were a favorite. Now they're getting points tonight against Marshall, a team that they beat 94-78 to in their last meeting at home. The 94 points was the most that UAB has scored so far in conference play. So, you know, you have a little bit of confidence there. You know you can score on them. Marshall's a team that definitely is not uh, great defensively. So I think UAB getting uh, a couple points here on the road should be able to pull off the season sweep of the Thundering Herd. All right, so uh, UAB is a perennial team in Conference USA that represents that conference in the NCAA tournament uh, and has done so for years. You have a second CUSA game that you also like here? Yes, the Owls of FAU of Florida Atlantic. They are going to Louisiana Tech tonight. Now, FAU is coming off a a poor showing uh, this past weekend in their home games. They lost to North Texas, who I think was 0 for uh, the season in Conference USA, and they also lost a tough one in overtime to Rice. But before that, FAU had won three straight road games. The Owls are 4-1 and one against the spread uh, in conference play on the road. So they perform well. They're getting now uh, a ton of points. They're getting 12 against Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech has won four straight. However, they're 0-6 against the spread in their last six games. They're having a problem covering a lot of these big numbers, and I think FAU now back on the road, you know, where they have a little bit of confidence, I think this is a good value to take them double digits tonight. All right, again, you're going to go with a couple of Conference USA games. By the way, we never talked about this, but there was a UAB game with Louisiana Tech in Birmingham back two, three weeks ago. And, Kevin, I don't know if you were even aware of this, where the game ended after a fight broke out on the floor and there were multiple, multiple ejections all over the place uh, on both sides, including assistant coaches, et cetera, that came on the floor. Louisiana Tech had to play with four guys for the last six minutes of the game because everybody else got ejected uh, in that situation. I believe UAB only had six players left, but they were able to play five on four and even have a sub. And Louisiana Tech in the last six minutes actually outscored UAB playing a man down, playing a four-man zone and playing four-on-five on offense. La Tech outscored them like 18-16 to 16 in the final six minutes of the game. Still lost the game, but it was just a remarkable thing. So Conference USA's had some quirky stuff, is my point. You'll go Blazers and you'll go FAU Owls out of Conference USA for two underdogs on a Thursday night, including getting double figures uh, with FAU. Ever heard of that, with a, with a team playing that extended period of time with four guys, as what happened earlier in the year there on La Tech and UAB? No, but I will say that UAB's power play definitely needs some work after hearing that. So <laughs> Got even strength is definitely uh, better for them. Well, it's the famous Hoosiers line, too, when, uh, what, what is it, uh, uh, the one-player buddy fouls out of the game, and, and Raid's going to go back in, and Gene Hackman tells him, nope, you're not, and then the refs come over and say, Coach, you need one more, and he says, nope, my team's on the floor. I got four guys. It was a my team's on the floor night for Louisiana Tech that night, back two or three weeks ago, so hopefully 
Uh, they don't do as well with five guys against your FAU pick on Three Dog Thursday. All right, so Three Dog uh, Thursday as well for me on a Thursday evening. I'm going to go into the Big Ten here. The Michigan Wolverines have to be feeling pretty good about themselves after last weekend uh, bopping both rival Michigan State and then winning at Bloomington against Indiana uh, it's always a, a, a tough battle when those two teams play. In fact, that was only Michigan's second win in their last 18 tries at Bloomington against the Hoosiers. Kevin, uh, before I go ahead and make my underdog selection in this, and I think everybody can kind of figure out where I'm going, what did you make of Tom Crean real quick uh, going off on his team uh, in the postgame uh, radio show and, and calling out their lack of resolve their their lack of being able to deal with adversity i mean he went public blasting his own players after that bitter loss to michigan on sunday what do you make of that yeah tom crean i you know i was reading something about it uh, somewhere on the internet that indiana and tom crean need to get a divorce that they need to they need to go their separate ways tom crean obviously you know is very you know he, he has a nice resume taking marquette to the final four with Dwayne wade and, and getting the indiana job and cleaning up that program after the Kelvin Sampson years and, and, and so on. But this guy wears his emotion on his sleeve a little too much. And, you know, you saw that the game against Rutgers where he yelled at the freshman for having that dunk at the end of the game right. in front of everybody on the court. And, you know, I just think it's one of these things that we see with a lot of these coaches that, you know, they're trying to be too much of the big man on campus where it's just a, it's not a good look. It, it really isn't. And, you know, you can look at blaming players a lot, and coaches should sometimes take blame as well, but Indiana's lost a lot of these close games. They've won several games they probably shouldn't have against Penn State. They had a couple games they won at the buzzer, and they won in the, in the couple overtimes that they should have lost. That you know, Let's just take a step back and maybe look at ourselves in the mirror and not just blame all of our players, saying that you know it's on them. Right. So I think with Tom Crean, you know, with this situation – who knows if he'll last uh, when the season over with, if they want to move on from him. But I think some of these coaches, they need to take a step back. They can't be acting like this. And uh, Minnesota beat them in the final seconds on Wednesday night at the time that we're talking, and another tough loss for Indiana. And it may put them now on the verge of being out of the NCAA tournament mix. You don't know for sure down the stretch. The Hoosiers now 5-9 and nine in the Big Ten after the recent struggles. Uh, that they're uh, that they're currently having, but I, I I agree with you, and I don't think it's ever a good idea. And we've seen John Calipari do this. We've seen Rick Pitino do this. Calipari does it more though because he always has younger guys, and he almost does it in an uplifting or almost positive way. That I'm getting on them because they don't play defense well enough, or they don't rebound the way that we need them to, or that we have in the past. The, this was more Crean lashing out at them, uh, basically not having enough heart not having enough um, reserve, not enough resolve to be able to go get it done. So uh, it, didn't, it didn't seem to work midweek for Indiana, and I don't know that they're going to be in the NCAA tournament. We'll find out. So anyway, Michigan riding high off those wins. I am now going to go against them in Ann Arbor. I like the Wisconsin Badgers coming in here. Uh, Wisconsin beat Michigan in the earlier meeting. The Vegas number guys, the the point spread guys all over the place have had trouble gauging Wisconsin as a road team. By my count, Wisconsin's been a true road team 10 times, and they are 5-5 five and five against the spread, but that also includes they've won seven of the games 
uh, out of the 10 on the road. And so Vegas had a tough time figuring out, are they an underdog? This is, this is a picking, pick them game some places, Kevin. They're a one point underdog in other places. I will take Wisconsin, even with Bronson Caning. At the time we're talking here, up in the air uh, with a calf injury, he's day-to-day. I'll still take the Badgers to win at Chrysler Arena, and I will take them against Michigan in a Big Ten knockdown dragout game. We'll see how it plays out uh, as part of 3-Dog 3. You have a quick thought there on, on whether Wisconsin can get their act together or not in this uh, in this game, even if Caning doesn't play? Well, I mean, there's some good value. Wisconsin was, I think, laying 10.5 last time I played Michigan, and Michigan kept it close, and now you know, you're flipping them to a road dog. Michigan's played a little bit better, so that's something that's a little bit concerning is that uh, at least the Wolverines, you know, they, they had the big blowout of Michigan State at home beating Indiana. So, you know, John Beeline's got his team going a bit. And you wonder, are you getting some value with them where you could jump on Wisconsin now as opposed to laying points with them you know, down the road at home? And the the Wolverines have shot it better under Beeline, um, and, and we'll just see. But I like I like Wisconsin. Greg Gard's team in this you keep preaching this in this particular instance in this matchup at 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 Ann Arbor. If I can get that out, I will take them as a road underdog here to win in the Big Ten. All right, so that leaves some Saturday games for you and I to get to. Stand by for that, Kevin Rogers. We're going to hear more about Game Point Capital straight ahead and get a prediction from Bill Hall of GamePointCapital.com as they are our presenting sponsor on Three Dog Thursday, the only national digital radio show devoted to underdogs is Three Dog Thursday, and it continues coming up straight ahead. It is time to hear from our presenting sponsor, Game Point Capital, as part of Three Dog Thursday, and let's call in Bill Hall, numbers guy, who's interested to get in on Three Dog Thursday. Okay, so we have been rolling along. Kevin and I have been talking about that. I have uh, already laid out a Thursday night underdog, and I like the Wisconsin Badgers as that Thursday night underdog. We give you the buffet either on Thursday or on Saturday. What are you liking, Bill, as part of Three Dog Thursday? I am going to take Wisconsin tonight. That is my underdog pick. I'm going with Greg Gard and his $2.9 million contract against John Beeline and his $3.2 million contract. <laughs> These guys are numbers guys, and that's what Game Point Capital does. More on that in a moment. You and I, though, are a bit concerned. One of the better players for Wisconsin, Bronson Caning, is kind of iffy in this game, officially listed as day-to-day with a calf strain. Day-to-day, but, you know, TJ, we're all day-to-day. <laughs> you, you know, you really you really put me behind the eight ball in this thing because you guys get to pick, like, ten games. Right. Get a nice sample size. Right. I have to put all my credibility out there on one game, and it's a numbers guy. I just tell you that's too small a sample size. But I'm really I'm happy to help you out. I understand. And so we, we will pick three each each week, and we have picked ten correct out of 12 over the last two weeks between Kevin Rogers and me, and maybe you're going to join in because you're piggybacking on my Wisconsin pick. I just, as I said in the first segment uh, of this show, I feel that they are due to win at Ann Arbor and that Michigan may have a little bit of a letdown. Wisconsin won the earlier meeting, so there's a lot of factors pointing to this, and it's basically a toss-up game, although several of the Vegas books and the Vegas Insider consensus line has Wisconsin as the underdog. 
So we'll we'll see how they do tonight. Now, uh, all right. So uh, what about you, what about shorting DJ Wilson and his short shorts? I, I love too, the short. I love the short shorts. You love to short uh, things right now in the in the business and the uh, futures world. And so you're going to short DJ Wilson shorts. I like that. Uh, that's right. As another that's what com- I'm doing tonight. As another component for the Thursday night Wisconsin-Michigan game. And again, if you're listening to this uh, after that, you either know that we're really smart, you know, Bill's really smart, or that I'm not so smart with taking the Badgers. We'll see. Okay, so you've already mentioned the contracts for Greg Gard, who got that new contract on the basis of how they performed down the stretch of the season last year when he was the interim coach. And uh, and also John Beeline. This is what you guys do at Game Point Capital I love the slogan, when is a bonus, not a bonus, uh, when you don't have to pay it yourself. And you guys are all about capping costs and aligning everybody's interests in terms of contractual bonuses for college coaches, administrators, anybody that's looking for a bonus in the college sports world. You guys are all about it at Game Point Capital. That's right. That's what we do. We will ensure the performance incentive bonuses in college athletics and professional athletics. So we work for brands. Uh, our insurance works for brands, for teams, and it also works for college athletic departments, and that's what we're here to talk about. And it's really a win-win-win situation because, as you just said, TJ, what we do is we align the interest. And what I mean by that is the university now can be full force behind their coach. I'm sure they are anyway, but they don't have to worry about that p- that payout. You know, there was some rumblings in the market this week that Kansas was looking for some insurance. So they want to go out there and get behind their coach, Bill Self. So that's what we do. We align the interests. Then we also optimize the coach's uh, contract. We allow the the university to go out there and get the the best coach that they can based on the amount of dollars that they have available. And then, again, we provide more uh, incentive enhancements for the coach. On the other side, we allow the coach or the administrator – or the athlete to bet on themselves, to take some of that fixed money and bet on themselves in terms of their performance. So the way I look at it is it's a tool for a win-win-win. We love that. And again, Bill Hall, Game Point Capital, GamePointCapital.com. You can find out more about these guys. And look, there may be a vacancy shortly with NC State and Coach Mark Godfrey, who's on the hot seat. They've had an awful ACC season. They did get a win at Duke. Uh, for the first time in 20 years, they won at Duke, but that's one of their few wins. That was a game without Coach K coaching the Blue Devils at Cameron in that game. But Godfrey could be, be in trouble. NC State could be looking for a coach. There's a couple of other programs that likely Boston College may be another one. Uh, speaking of the ACC up in Chestnut Hill, they may be looking for a coach. Uh, we'll find out some of these. I mean, it is the season now where college basketball programs start making the moves. And, uh, and again, Game Point Capital wants to help out and be uh, part of that, one more time, tell them how they get a hold of you at Game Point Capital, sir. The best way to get a hold of us is through our website, uh, and it's uh, GamePointCapital.com. It's that simple, GamePointCapital.com, and there's also a contact page there, and you can get our phone number. So it's it's very easy to get a hold of us. Aligning everybody's interests, capping your cost. Again, I say this, Bill, every time that we talk, I, I don't know, you don't know, we don't know, with the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are listening to this through RadioInfluence.com, through iTunes, through Stitcher, they are, they are fans, they are boosters, they are donors to athletic departments. We, we may even have administrators, assistant athletic directors, deputy ADs, whomever that, that check this show out, listen, love college basketball in this case, and are checking this show out. 
Contact the guys at GamePointCapital.com if you want to find out more about capping the costs of coaching, bonuses, and incentives in the deals. Again, their slogan, when is a bonus not a bonus? When you don't have to pay it yourself. Hey, always good to be with you. Good luck to you and to me with Wisconsin on a Thursday night. And again, if they're listening to us after Thursday night, they already know how smart you are to have taken the Badgers on the road at Ann Arbor Bill Hall. We appreciate it. I'll be watching. It'll be a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, TJ. There is Bill Hall as part of Game Point and uh, Game Point Capital and GamePointCapital.com. The dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is TJ Reeves. Yeah, we are back in talking college basketball underdogs as the weekend is going to unfold. Kevin and I are already going with some Thursday underdogs to this point. He likes two Conference USA Thursday underdogs, UAB Blazers, FAU Owls to both cover. I will take the Wisconsin Badgers from Thursday night. You just heard uh, Bill Hall from GamePointCapital.com joining us. He likes Wisconsin as well. So we're both on that train. Uh, Kevin, before we get to the Saturday games themselves and what underdogs we're going to round out with, they did for the first time ever, the NCAA Selection Committee revealed the top four seeds, what they're thinking right now, subject to change with all the wins and losses. Top four seeds in each bracket, 16 total teams. Speaking of the Big Ten, no Big Ten team in the top 16. Uh, interesting that there were two Big 12 teams, Kansas and Baylor, as number one seeds. Gonzaga also a number one seed. What were your thoughts, real quick, on the committee for the first time letting it out? Hey, this is what we're thinking, even though it's early February. I think it's silly. Uh, I think the whole thing is, and not necessarily who they picked. I mean, Gonzaga should be a one. They're undefeated. Uh, but I think the whole thing is silly because they're trying to make this like college football. The difference is, when you pick the top four for college football, those are the only four teams that have a chance at a championship. Right. You know, some of these teams, if Kansas fell apart, let's just say, and they end up being a three seed, they can still win the title. You know, I mean, all these teams, Kansas, Baylor, Villanova, all of them, all are in the mix to win a title. Sure. And you could name 25 teams that could win the title. I mean, realistically, it's probably, you know, a short list of like eight or ten. But in college football, these four are the only four that can get it. You're fifth. You're, you can't win the championship. So for them to do this is just trying to gain an audience. Yeah. And I think it's kind of silly because what if, you know, what if Gonzaga lost four straight games or North Carolina or Kentucky or any of these teams just fell apart or someone else came out of nowhere and won 10 straight and, and they got back into it? I mean, it's just, you know, what does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. I, I have submitted, I want your thought on this, it would have been a much better exercise and would be in the future to have those guys come in for a day or teleconference, however they want to do it, for a day and rank the whole field, 1 through 68, go through their process quickly, uh, go through their voting quickly like they will do for the actual selection process and say, here is a first blush at the f- complete field, including the 37 at-large teams. And to your point, when we get to 65, 66, 67, 68 as the last teams in at-large, then you've got screaming about those teams being in and who are the four or five that you left out. So I think in the future, it would be better off if they go ahead through the whole exercise and the drama is who's getting left out completely like you alluded to, what do you think? 
or let me alter it a little bit now that you know now you brought that point up because obviously you don't know who's going to win the conference championships the con the, the conference tournaments you know that you could have Wake Forest win the ACC tournament you know right. so they would steal a bid that if you have what do you have thirty was it thirty seven at large bids thirty seven correct. Um, Okay, 37 at-large bids. You just give out, you say, okay, right now these are the 37 at-large teams. And I understand that things change if Duke wins the ACC tournament. Right. You know, I understand that, that more teams now can get in because the at-large now goes to an automatic. I get that. But just to say, okay, these are the top 37 teams in the country right now. These are the top 37. We're not going to give you a ranking, but these are the 37 teams that would get in with an at-large bid if the tournament sure. started today. And obviously I'll, that number changes when you see upsets or when you see if out of the 37, if let's just say Kansas, them, UCLA, whoever, they the win the out of Right, right. Right, and then it pushes up six more teams to, to get at-large bids. And obviously, you, you know, you can't predict who's going to win the SWAC right now, who's going to win the Sun Belt. You know, you can't predict that now. But, you know, you should do that. So it's like, okay, if we're the 36th at-large we know we're on we're on a good track. If we're the 40th, we need some help. So I think that would be something where at least you are giving teams that deserve to be in as opposed to saying, well, this team should win the Patriot League. So they where it's kind of like, well, not necessarily. We don't want to put that on them because you still have to win your tournament. You have different qualifications as opposed to a Duke or Kentucky or any of those teams that – will get in because of the body of work. The body of work means nothing to about 12 conferences because you have to win your tournament to get in. Understood. Voice of Kevin Rogers, Senior Handicapper, VegasInsider.com. TJ Reeves with you. It's Three Dog Thursday. We are presented by GamePointCapital.com. Uh, check those guys out, and what they're all about is uh, bonus assurance, being able to underwrite and cap your costs. Go find out more at GamePointCapital.com, and you make a good point. I think we're both on the same wavelength that the the draw, the greater interest in is, is who is getting left out of these uh, proceedings and out of the debate. Uh, and, and that's really the charm of this tournament. That's what makes this tournament great, and the drama builds for the three weeks leading up to Selection Sunday. I mean, believe it or not, three weeks from Sunday is Selection Sunday where the bids go out, and that committee will meet nonstop starting Thursday, Friday, Saturday, evaluating all this, voting on the different at-large teams, watching all the upsets happen. You know, who costs themselves at the very end by losing a couple of late regular season games when they're on the bubble and losing early in their conference tournament and they cost themselves? Who wins their way in by winning a couple of late games, winning a couple of games in their conference tournament, but they didn't necessarily win the automatic bid? That's part of the charm. I think the bigger draw is the who gets left out, who is in and who's getting left out, and they got to come up with that on the committee reveal. So you and I agree. All right, we've each got underdogs to go after on Saturday. You have one of them. I have two of them. I'm going to go first with an American Athletic Conference underdog. I know that's going to shock you. Since the football season, you know that I have been touting the American Athletic Conference with the likes of UConn and Houston and Memphis and uh, UCF and SMU and Tulane and uh, on and on across the American. I'm going to go back to the American Conference, Kevin Rogers. I know you're stunned by that. 
I know. I mean, when you think of the landscape of America, you think of Tulane and Tulsa. <laughs> and, and East Carolina and, and USF yeah, exactly. and a few other ones, yeah. yes, in the American Athletic Conference. I do like the spot for Houston, though. SMU off of a big win last weekend over uh, Cincinnati at, at home on Sunday to basically take over the top spot of the American because they're now one up on the Bearcats head-to-head. Uh, SMU and Cincinnati clearly look like they are the teams that will represent the American at large. Um, and even if somebody else gets the automatic bid, both of those teams probably in the field unless they lose some critical games. And I think Houston, with Damian Dotson and a couple of the other stars that they have, Kelvin Sampson's team at home, I think they're going to catch SMU here. Again, I'm going to go outright upset Houston Cougars over SMU. Texas rivalry, these are old Southwest Conference uh, opponents from back 20, 30, 40 years ago. I am going to go Houston with the upset of SMU outright on Three Dog Thursday for a Saturday underdog. Am I nuts there? Are you all right with that? There's nothing to be nuts about. I mean, SMU almost lost to Tulane on Wednesday. Tulane was up 15 at the half. It was 1-11 in the American, and SMU came back to beat them. Now, granted, they were coming off the Cincinnati game, but uh, Houston's had some some nice wins at home. I don't, I don't see why you know they couldn't beat SMU. It's not crazy. And Rob Gray Jr. can shoot it 22 points a game, 21, 22 points a game for Houston at home. I will take the Cougs as a Saturday underdog. Give me a Saturday underdog that you like, sir, to round out your three selections. Well, the last two Saturdays I went against the Kansas Jayhawks, and I won both times. I'm not going to go against them again uh, <laughs> on Saturday. But I will go with another uh, blue blood, as they say. I'm going to go against the Kentucky Wildcats as they go to Athens, Georgia, to face the Bulldogs. Second time they're meeting, last time, Georgia had Kentucky on the ropes, but Kentucky won in overtime at Rupp Arena. And you look at the Bulldogs, who have had some bad breaks. They lost in overtime, as I mentioned, to Kentucky. They've lost in overtime at Florida. They lost by two at South Carolina. They had that late meltdown at Texas A&M, where they got outscored 10 nothing in the final minute, and the clock stopped on their final possession, where they had a chance to, to win. So Georgia is a pretty good team that's had some bad breaks. They're eight and one against the spread. Their last nine in the underdog role. Wow! So when they're getting points, they normally uh, play well. And Georgia getting points at home against Kentucky, I think uh, a good look, especially after Kentucky just routed Tennessee in a revenge spot at home. Now we'll see if maybe maybe you get Kentucky a little flat going to Georgia, where Georgia at least knows they could play with Kentucky. So I'll take the points with the Bulldogs. And this was a very close game at Rupp Arena a couple of weeks ago where Georgia had the lead late in the game. Kentucky rallied. Big big three by Malik Monk. Big shot at the end, actually, of regulation. It was a two, actually. Um, uh, ended up tying the game, or Georgia may have upset them. That was in and around the time they had already lost to Kansas uh, at home. They had already lost... Uh, to Tennessee at Tennessee, and Kentucky didn't want to suffer another loss. Uh, Kentucky did blast the Volunteers in the rematch at Rupp Arena earlier this week. This game, though, on the road at Stedman Coliseum in Athens. You'll take the Georgia Bulldogs in the SEC. I will go with an SEC underdog as well for my last of the three. The Florida Gators have been rolling uh, so far. I mean, have you seen, Kevin Rogers, the numbers that they are putting up, the ridiculous scoring numbers, including scoring 112 points the other night at Auburn? 
Uh, they have also beaten their last six opponents by an average of 17 points. Hello. Florida shooting the ball well, but they're going into a tough place to play. Humphrey Coliseum, the hump in Starkville. Ben Howland's team knows how to guard and play defense. And even though Kevon Allen and Canyon Berry, the son of Rick Berry, one of the sons of Rick Berry, the Hall of Fame basketball player, have been shooting it well, I believe that Mississippi State can hang in, if not upset the Gators, who are riding high, shooting the basketball well. I am going to go with another SEC underdog, just like you did, and I will take Mississippi State against what is a very hot-shooting Florida team right now. Kevin, a quick thought, because Florida looks like one of the best teams right now in college basketball over the last three weeks. Yeah, they're playing well. Mississippi State covered a loss to Kentucky. They came back to beat Tennessee at home as a dog, so... You know, it's not a bad look there. I just don't know which Mississippi State team I'm getting uh, week in and week, or actually, well, night in, night out uh, in the SEC. That's the only thing that concerns me uh, with them. But uh, it still is a tough place to go, and you know, some of these some of these under the radar places in the SEC. You know, are you going to step up? And uh, that's that's the question with Florida, but they've been playing well, so you can't really take that away they're still a tournament team regardless of what happens on saturday but mississippi state definitely a a tough home underdog love the name quandary weatherspoon of mississippi state who leads them in scoring at 17 a game we'll see if they get the gators on saturday or not i seem to think so uh kevin we're almost out of time here but i want to give you another opportunity you guys do great work with a lot of information that is out there on vegasinsider.com tell the fans on three dog thursday more about it Absolutely. We're heading into All-Star Weekend in the NBA, so it's going to be a bit quiet uh, in the association for uh, the next uh, week or so. But a lot of college basketball, NHL continues, and oh, by the way, your favorite sport, Major League Baseball is back <laughs> as pitchers and catchers reporting. You believe that, yeah. Coming up around the corner, so uh, we have uh, you know a good piece about win totals for Major League Baseball. If you want to jump on that before the season begins, you can catch all of that on VegasInsider.com and also our Twitter, TwitVI. Okay, again, check out all the info there. You can follow Kevin at VI Rogers. You can follow this show at Three Dog Thursday for the underdog selections. Again, Kevin going with two Conference USA Thursday night underdogs. You may already know how he did or didn't do with UAB getting two and a half against Marshall, Florida Atlantic getting 12 with Louisiana Tech. Kevin's third underdog, the Georgia Bulldogs, on Saturday against the Kentucky Wildcats. I'm going Wisconsin Thursday night. You may already know how smart I was or wasn't. Then Houston Cougars and Mississippi State on Saturday for the college basketball uh, underdogs. Again, we've picked 10 of 12 correct. We've picked five straight, Kevin and I, on Saturday correct the last two weeks. We'll see how that holds up. Even our man Bill Hall from GamePointCapital.com goes with Wisconsin on Thursday night. Uh, out of the Big Ten, we'll see. Kevin, we are three weeks away from Selection Sunday. Can't wait for that coming up. Great job with the underdogs here on this edition of Three Dog Thursday. Enjoy the games and have a great weekend. Absolutely, TJ. Thank you very much. And uh, let's see if we can keep this going. See if we keep the streak rolling along. There's Kevin Rogers, VegasInsider.com. I'm TJ Reeves. Thank you for being with us. Enjoy the games. And we'll talk to you next week for Three Dog Thursday. This is a fabulous sports big quick fix on Radio Influence. All right, we have to talk to Mike DeCorsi. He knows everything in the world about the NCAA. That's all I know. I got to ask him, and you can tell I don't know anything, but some things I sort of know. So it's time for him. It happens to be the Babecast. 
I love the thing that you put right there. All you idiots that have been watching the Super Bowl, let me tell you about college basketball. That's exactly what I needed, Mike. Well, that's what I'm here for, babe. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so tell me about it. The one thing that I know is I watched a little of uh, Duke in North Carolina, and I watched a little bit of, of UCLA, and Oregon was ahead in that, and I thought Oregon was going to win it, and that's not what happened. So that's the extent of my college basketball because I'm crazy <laughs> for football. That's what's gone on. That's what I've seen so far. Well, the first thing you need to know, we have an undefeated team, and we have an undefeated team in Gonzaga that is through its most difficult tests. Non-conference played Florida, played Gonzaga, excuse me, played uh, Tennessee, played Iowa State, uh, got through those. Uh, in conference, have, uh, they've already played at Brigham Young. They've already played St. Mary's, which is a top 25 team. They've played them twice, including just on Saturday on the road and won fairly comfortably for a, for a road game against a difficult opponent. So it looks like it's going to be very difficult for Gonzaga not to make it to the end of the regular season with a perfect record. And we don't get a lot of those. We've had quite a few in the last few years. We had Kentucky make it to the Final Four with an undefeated record in 2015, and we had Wichita get into the NCAA tournament with a perfect record and then lose in the second round the year before that. And those are the only teams that have made it into the tournament undefeated since 1991. Gonzaga would, has an opportunity to be the third in four years, but also the third in 26 years. The Fabulous Sports Big can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and RadioInfluence.com.